do divine delays mean divine denials? We're going to be discussing that today on Soul Zero Two. And welcome to Soul Zero Two. This is the podcast that is putting the oxygen back into the Christian life one soul at a time. Why does God make us wait so long for the things that we pray for? The things that we need desperately, the things that we long for. And does divine delay mean denial? And why do we often confuse the two? We find this, this tension, and we're going to be talking about simply, this is what I titled it today, Delay is not denial, trust God's plan. But here's a scripture I want to give you today, and this is in Psalm 13, 1, which shows the tension that we all go through sometimes. How long, Lord, will you continue to ignore me? How long will you pay no attention to me? And in this psalm, we find that all human beings really go through this. I don't know of anyone who hasn't gone through this. I, I mean, b believers, followers of Jesus. And today, you know, the question is delayed denial. And, and why do we confuse the two? But let me give you four quick reasons why maybe at times we might confuse delay with denial. The first one is this. When we pray and the opposite happens, this is when we feel like there's a denial. We pray really hard. We feel like we checked all the boxes. We did everything right. We're trying to obey God. We're trying to do things correctly. But it, it doesn't work. And Oswald Chambers once put it this way. He says, at times it appears as if God not only has forsaken His Word, but has deliberately deceived us. We asked Him for a particular thing and expected that it would mean the fullness of blessing. And actually, it was not meant... Uh, what was meant, what happened was the opposite. There was upset, there was trouble, there was difficulty all around. And I'm kind of paraphrasing some of his stuff because it's like over 100 years old, um, but it's really good stuff. So think about when Israel, the children, when the children of Israel were in Egypt and they, they cried out to God saying, save us, deliver us from, from uh, the oppressor. And then what happened? Things got worse. The Pharaoh got angry, right? Pharaoh got angry and he said, you know what? We usually provide for them straw to make bricks. Now I want them to find their own straw and go gather it, and I'm going to continue the same quota and not give them straw. So often things get worse, and, and we assume that when that happens, when the opposite happens, God has not spoken or God has not answered us. Number two, why we confuse one for the other is this discouragement. There's a clear scripture that goes something like this. It says, and I think I have it here, but uh, I'll just read it to you. I'll just read it to you. Exodus 6.9 says this, Moses told this to the Israelites, and what did he tell them? I'll give you the, you know, the, the short version. He had come to deliver the people, right? He was used, used of God. He was the deliverer. So he tells them, look, God wants to call you to himself. He wants you to be his people. He's going you know, to save you from this. And But it says... It says in Exodus 6-9, but they did not listen to him because they were discouraged and hard labor. And the labor I'm talking about is the bricks without straw. 
So what happens often is we, we get bogged down by things when they get hard and we assume that God is not working. But here's number three I want to give you. Number three, why we confuse delay for denials. An incorrect notion of God's love. We find in John eleven six this beautiful scripture, challenging yet beautiful, because it if you read the story, it turns out well. So when he heard, meaning Jesus, when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he remained in the place where he was for two days. When you read that, it sounds like God just doesn't care about us. Like, why is he taking his time? What is he doing? Doesn't he love me? And somebody once put it this way, we think that God's love for us is based on his immediate attention to us. And who else thinks that way, children? Little infants, little toddlers, if you don't give them the attention right now, they don't understand. They, they, they get angry, right? They get upset. But we can do the same with God. So we can have the wrong idea of his love because he's making us wait and not being there when we need him. But here's the fourth reason why we confuse one for the other. Denial in the place of, of delay. Our notion of, of time versus God's notion of time. We find that in John eleven twenty one, and this is and this scripture is very interesting. By the way, uh, it's it's just another example, but it, it goes like this. And Martha said to Jesus, "Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died." And this is a continuation of the Lazarus story. That when he finally got there after two days, Martha was upset and she was like, "Come on, where have you been? You know, if you had been here, he wouldn't have died." And that's a very human thing to say. Any of us would say that, right? We can't. We're not criticizing her here. But Martha blamed Jesus for not being there in a timely fashion because we are we are limited by time. We're, we're, we're creatures of time. And God, whether you believe he's part of time or not, I believe he's part of time, but I also believe he's part of eternity. He's eternal. He sees the whole picture from the beginning to the end. So he sees time way differently than you and I do. He's not stuck with that moment of hopelessness the way we can be in. So, why does God delay? That's another question I want to give, and I'll give you a couple reasons for that, but why does God delay when we pray to Him, when we seek Him? Why does He make us wait? If it's not denial, why does He do it? Well, the, the first reason is the obvious one, because things take time, especially good things. There's a scripture that says, He makes all things beautiful in His time, not in my time, not in my company's time, not in my church's time, not in my family's time, but in his time. And and there's another scripture that says, when the fullness of time came, then God sent his son. So there, there's an accumulation of seconds and moments and hours and days and years that, that have to happen sometimes before something is ready for God to move in an area. So God God delays because things take time, but he also delays because of this. Waiting forges us. That's the part that maybe is not so fun. But think about it this way. While you're waiting, if you're waiting well, I, I, I know of someone who wrote a book called Waiting Well and looked really interesting, but it, it's a good point to be made. It's one thing to wait, but do you wait well? Do you, do you wait with faith? Do you wait knowing that God's going to break through for you? When we wait, character is being forged in, in us. And, and things are being transformed, and God is forming in us the disciplines of surrender, 
of patience, of absolute trust in Him in the seasons when we're waiting. And that's why waiting can be so challenging. So do we have the capacity to receive what God wants to give us? That's the question. Sometimes if God gave us a blessing before its time or He broke or a breakthrough before its time, we would not have the capacity to receive that blessing. So a third reason why God delays is simply this, because divine delays bring greater blessing. And this, again, is a, a, it's almost like an obvious thing when you go back to the story of Lazarus in the Bible where, you know, Jesus made them wait two days, Lazarus dies, and then they're all upset, and, but hey, guess what? Jesus raises him from the dead. So, end of story. Good story, right? Now, here's the thing. Martha expected a healing. She knew Jesus as the healer and the miracle worker, but she, she, it couldn't conceive of her that he could raise someone from the dead. The waiting brought a miracle greater, far greater than the healing. But here's, here's the point. There had to be a waiting period. When we wait for God, when we wait on God, when we wait with God in situations, there has to be this waiting period where we're able to submit ourselves to Him and say, Lord, I don't get it. I don't know why this is happening, but I'm going to be faithful and I'm going to stand to the end no matter what. And and I'm not going to speculate. I'm not going to run ahead of you. I'm not going to, to assume this or assume that. But most of all, I'm not going to assume that you said no until I'm clear that you said no with something. So I want to challenge you to keep believing God for great things in your life. Keep believing God for the prayers that, you, that you're pressing in His presence, and especially the promises. Many of these things we pray for and desire are in the Scriptures. They're His promises. They're His, His Word. And He... His goal is for our flourishing. It's not just for saving us from hell, but He wants us to actually prosper and to be healthy and to be holy and, and to have a life and a purpose. So be challenged today. If you like this podcast, leave a like and recommend it to a friend. And, uh, you know, hey, let's get some more subscribers on here. I want to grow this channel. I've been doing it for a while, and, and I, I hope it's, it's doing well. But I don't know that unless, you know, we're growing, so I recommend it to a friend. And uh, check us out on YouTube, and we're also on Buzzsprout and wherever you can get your podcasts. So until next time, I'm Lou Perez. God bless you.